1: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team
2: every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 15th, 2020. My name is Phil Brosnack. I'm the Expert and Insight Editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and you at PhilipRROMB. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to continue our player evaluations. Looking more closely at Markel Fultz and Terrence Ross's season, we'll talk about them and what the future holds for both players coming up on today's episode. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here coming New Orleans, no magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on tonight's Game 7 or reactions from tonight's Game 7 between the LA Clippers and Denver Nuggets? Check out Locked On Clippers or Locked On Nuggets. Plus, Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals tips off tonight. You can check out Locked On Heat and Locked On Celtics for more on that matchup. No matter what team it is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. When we entered this season, we had no clue what to expect from Markel Fultz. In fact, it was about a year ago today that the Orlando Magic had a sort of surprise media availability to announce that Markel Fultz would be clear to participate in training camp, that he was given the full go-ahead to be in training camp. As Steve Clifford would later say, Fultz wasn't even shooting jumpers on consecutive days until like August. The extent and the caution that the Magic proceeded with with the thoracic outlet syndrome was what you'd expect from this team, slow and steady. They weren't looking to rush him. They weren't looking to push him faster than he would allow. Ultimately, they wanted his long-term health, and they wanted him to get through an entire season without incident. Well, the incident that occurred was, of course, the pandemic, so Fultz didn't quite get through an entire season. But Fultz played in every game of the regular, regular season, at least, except for one, and that was a non-shoulder-related issue. And his time in the bubble was slowed down more because He was late arriving to the campus for a a personal reason than anything to do with his shoulder. It is safe to say that Fultz made it through the entire season healthy. For the first time in his career, Fultz was completely and utterly healthy. Honestly, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that that would be the case, that Fultz would play... 81, 80 games or play 70 plus games, I would have told you that is a victory. This was Markel Fultz's rookie year. This was his first run through the NBA. This was his first chance to play and make an impact in this league. He played 72 games of the Magic's what, 77, 78 games? 70, 73 games, excuse me. He He was on the floor for each one of those games. Again, except for that one, which was an ankle issue, issue, not a shoulder issue. And honestly, that's a win. Because with all the time that Fultz missed, he just needed to play again. Needed to get over the hump and over the hurdle of a guy who couldn't stay on the floor, who couldn't stay healthy, who was dealing with a long-term injury issue and just couldn't make the impact that everyone knew that he could. What happened this year, what happened this year was a big step for him. But again, we entered the season not knowing what to expect at all. If Fultz could give the team anything, something to build upon, that would have been considered a success. Most of us and myself included expected Fultz to come off the bench behind TJ Augustine for most of the year. You know, maybe around midseason he might take over a starting spot or take a couple spot starts because he's just so talented when he would get into rhythm. When he finally got himself going, he'd be fine. But everything happened so quickly and the expectations surrounding Markel Fultz changed so quickly. By Game 5, well, really, by the first preseason game, I think Magic fans and the Magic staff understood Markel Fultz was going to be starting fairly quickly. He had a stunning performance in that opening preseason game against the San Antonio Spurs. Again, just maybe just excess energy from not being able to play and now suddenly being able to play and play comfortably, at least. But those performances continued throughout the preseason. And by Game 5 of the regular season, and really, even in those first four games of the regular season, it was clear Fultz, had something no one else on the Magic had. The ability to play with pace. The ability to control the pace of the game. The ability to get into the into the lane whenever he wanted to. The Magic turned the keys over to Markel Fultz by Game 5. Much faster than any of us anticipated. And from there, there were the usual ups and downs that you would expect from a rookie. There are the usual ups and downs of a guy who's going through the league for the first time and learning things. There's the usual ups and downs of a head coach learning to and giving more trust to a young player. But as slow as that progress was, as much as there was that push and pull between youth and experience, Markel Fultz continued to blow through each benchmark and take more control of the team. To the point where most of us would say that yes, Markel Fultz is a future point guard for this team. Is a starting starter caliber point guard for this team. There is still some skepticism. There's no doubt about that. There's still plenty of people who aren't sure Fultz is the guy. And certainly, we've been through the Alfred Payton ringer. And we know that that it will take continued improvement for him to secure the point guard of the future label. But the Magic certainly have every reason to believe that he can do it. The Magic exit this season knowing full well that Markel Fultz is worth the investment, is worth sticking with, certainly for next year, and possibly through an extension or through through a new contract following the 2021 season. Fultz finished the season averaging just 12.1 points per game, adding 5.1 assists per game, and shooting a 48.8% effective field goal percentage. His shooting number is still not great, 26.7% from beyond the arc, but... He was taking those threes confidently. He wasn't shying away from the outside jumper. He became a relatively effective mid-range jump shooter by the end of the season, shooting around uh, 42-43% on mid-range jumpers. If you gave Fultz the space, he would take it, and he would create comfortable shots for him. But more than that, he again controls the pace so effectively. He gets the team moving at a quicker pace. He's able to attack and improvise. And even in the playoffs, we saw how much better Markel Fultz could be or how much better the team was with Markel Fultz. Even with, you know, perhaps the Magic putting on some more clamps or some more restrictions on him because of how he came back and and, and how he uh, how, how behind he was everyone else with their conditioning and, and their preparation for the resumption of the season. So when the Magic were at their best in the playoff series, it was because Markel Fultz was running the team. The statement Jeff Weltman said at the end of the season about Markel Fultz is the simplest sign of his progress. We should no longer be talking about Markel Fultz in terms of his injury. The injury is not behind him. He's us to go through, you know, rehab and treatment to make sure that that the issues that caused him to sit out for so long don't flare up again. But the reality is, reality is when he is playing. The injury is no longer part of the equation. What happened his first three years in Philadelphia or his first two years in Philadelphia no longer matter. What matters now is how he gets better. Instead of talking about Markel Fultz in terms of, you know, perhaps a failed number one pick in Philadelphia or in terms of the thoracic outlet syndrome that prevented him from shooting jumpers for so long we can now talk about Markel Fultz solely within the context of how he played, of who he is as a player, of how he grows and gets better in the next step. The answers to these questions are fairly simple. We often say that the biggest period of growth for a young player is between the rookie and sophomore year. Between their first run through the NBA and their next run through the NBA. Now, Markel Fultz never had that, playing only 33 games in his first two seasons with the Philadelphia 76ers. He blew past that fairly quickly. and It was a milestone that we marked. But we no longer have to talk about that history. Now we can talk about how does Markel Fultz get better. Now we can talk about how does this young player take that next step? How does he improve as a jump shooter? How does he improve his efficiency? How does he learn to manage games better? How do the Magic learn to trust him more? Do the Magic trust him more? Certainly, I think they do, with, especially with the free agencies coming up of DJ Augustine and Marko, Michael Carter-Williams. The bottom line is this. Markel Fultz is no longer an injury case. The bottom line is this. Markel Fultz is a player for this team. Markel Fultz is a guy that the Magic will rely on, that the Magic are going to put in a position to succeed and put in a position of prominence within their lineup. We talk about all the young guys that the Magic do want to develop, whether it's Jonathan Isaac, who will of course be out next season, or Aaron Gordon or Mo Bamba. Markel Fultz is a part of that core. And as always, as it was last year as it is this year, If the Magic want to take the next step, they need Markel Fultz to take the next step. This season was an unmitigated success. He learned and grew throughout the season, getting better and getting more trust as the season went on. He will enter the season with that baseline, with that ability to continue growing and expanding his game. And the hope is that in whatever this offseason looks like, Fultz will be able to gain the skills and gain the improvement to take that next step. Because certainly with everything else going on, with everything else that the league is dealing with, the Magic absolutely need it. Marco Fultz, probably the best driver in this land of awkward transitions in on the team. He's probably the best at getting into the paint, getting into the lane and, and causing havoc. Um, but when you're driving, you don't want havoc. You want a smooth ride. And so when something isn't right with your car, you gotta go to the people that you gotta go to the people that have the parts that you need to get it fixed. You could go to the dealership, you could go to the auto parts store, but those guys are gonna gonna give you the runaround and, and you don't really know what you're getting. Well, rockauto.com is a completely different experience it is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need You know, this, this season for the Orlando Magic was such a complicated one uh, because, you know, we, we, we've described the season as, you know, stagnation at best and regression at worst. And, you know, there were positive signs. L. Fultz, clear positive. You know, Jonathan Isaac, even with the injury, clearly made some significant steps forward. I mean, well, we'll talk about Aaron Gordon here later in the week, but, you know, Aaron Gordon had such an up and down season, but even he made steps forward. But was really the key difference for the Magic between this year and last year was, yes, there was a little bit of a contract year drop-off. Not significant. You know, not a huge drop-off. It wasn't like Nikola Vucevic suddenly wasn't an all-star. I mean, he, he didn't have the same caliber of season that he had in 2019, just from a consistency standpoint. But very clearly, once he got healthy, he started playing back at that all-star level. And, and again... You know, maybe that's not enough to elevate the team, but it's certainly enough to give it a strong base to stand on, which I think is it's more Nikola Vucevic's role. You know, when we talked at the beginning of the season about how the Magic take that next step, it was mostly about Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, those kind of guys taking on a bigger role on the team. We'll talk about a lot of these guys over the course of the next, uh, certainly over the next week or so, as we finish up our player evaluations. The one player who really had an up and down year, or just had a year that was very hard to pin down, was Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross is essentially still a great sixth man, and that's how the Magic want to use him. They give him the freedom to kind of shoot away, to shoot to his heart's content almost. And his decision making and his shot making is very much a determinant in whether the Magic win or lose games. When Terrence Ross is on, when he's scoring 15, 16, 17, 18 points per game, when he gets four or five three pointers, the Magic are a very difficult team to beat because he gives them a little element of unpredictability. I've often said this about Terrence Ross: he is the only tough shot maker on the Magic. He's the only guy that will hit, that doesn't need a lot of space to get a shot off, which is why you know his playoff struggles last year were so so surprising and why his playoff success this year wasn't. Terrence Ross was a big part of why the Magic were successful in the postseason, or why the Magic had good moments in the postseason. The Bucks put a lot of defensive attention on him, and credit to Terrence Ross, he adjusted and still found a way to make an impact. I am thinking about writing this, uh, that Bob Myers quote, uh, the Golden State Warriors general manager from the Sloan Analytics Conference, about the difference between playoff basketball and regular season basketball is making the rounds, and you know, as I've watched this postseason, I've watched players, you know, kind of take steps forward and backward. It's definitely made you think a little bit about what it takes to be successful in the postseason and what makes successful postseason players as well as teams. And certainly the Denver Nuggets look like two sides of the same coin uh, throughout this postseason as well as they've, they've, they've figured out and gotten to their game seven tonight. Terrence Ross is a player who has figured out a lot about how to succeed in the postseason. He's played a lot of postseason games, probably more than any player on the Magic. But he's also a player that continues to have a lot of inconsistency, so a bench role is still what's ultimately best for him. And for the Magic, Terrence Ross's success is their success. This year, Ross averaged just fourteen point seven points per game, playing twenty seven point four minutes per game. He shot a fifty point eight percent effective field goal percentage and thirty five point one percent from beyond the arc on a fairly high volume because Terrence Ross has the ultimate green light—the only player with the green light to shoot uh, and kind of indiscriminately on this team. Those numbers really encapsulate what Ross does. I mean, certainly, there's there's an added bit of confidence. He's an irrational confidence player. There's an added bit of confidence in seeing Ross hit shot after shot after shot. That is something that the Magic certainly value. That is something that the Magic certainly take advantage of. But how do we assess Ross's year? How do we assess what Ross did on the floor this year? Because... You know, yes, the numbers were slightly down from last year, but it was essentially the same effect. Really, what's important about Terrence Ross and why Ross is so valuable to this team and why he plays the clutch minutes, why he plays those big minutes even off the bench, is Ross is really the only player on the Magic that has gravity. Gravity is this kind of catch-all term. It is, it's difficult to measure, but it's essentially this. Defenses cannot leave him. Kyle Corver said, "You know, Kyle Korver in his heyday, at least with like the Atlanta Hawks, was said to have great, to have incredible gravity. Defenses did not leave him. Defense kind of hugged around him, like a, you know, a star having gravity, you know, dragging bodies to it. You look at the way the Milwaukee Bucks defended him. They went over screens. They tried to have him duck into the lane. They, you know, sent hedges and helps. And that was something that a lot of teams did throughout the year. After Ross's breakout season last year, where he should have been a finalist for Six Man of the Year. I'm sorry." The teams essentially doubled Ross off of every screen, just trying to close down whatever space they could to keep him from getting a shot off. This is at the very heart of everything defenses did to try to slow Ross down. And again, it had mixed results, because Ross still had big games. It took him a while sometimes to figure it out, but he had big games. Ross can change games on a dime. And that is ultimately what is his greatest asset to this team. It is ultimately what makes him such a dangerous weapon for the Magic and why he's so important to what the Magic do. They don't have a lot of these kind of irrational confidence players like Terrence Ross. And so, yes, his production was a little bit down this year. You know, I think it'll fluctuate a little bit, but it was still fairly good. Getting 14 points per game off the bench is still good. It wasn't the 15 or 16 that they got from him last year, but it was still valuable. And Ross will certainly learn from how teams defended him. And again, like everyone else, he had his own injury issues that kind of slowed him down for large parts of the season. Undoubtedly, if the Magic are going to succeed in 2021, no matter what changes they make to the roster, as long as Terrence Ross is on the roster, he will play an important role in that. He will play an important role Because his shooting is something that the Magic simply cannot get anywhere else. Evan Fournier is a great shooter. D.J. Augustine is a great shooter. But no one moves around and warps a defense quite like Terrence Ross. And when we get into the playoffs, when we get into the postseason, it is the ability to beat set defenses. It is the ability to get the defense to tailor make their game plan to you that separates players. And then it's also on the player to beat that defense when it is tailored to them. Ross figured that out. His his two dunks on backdoor cuts were born out of an understanding of how teams are playing him and defending him. And honestly, in game one, those two critical plays when Ross cut backdoor instead of going to the three-point line changed how the Bucs defended him a little bit. They had to back off a little bit, and that got him open three-pointers. In the playoffs, he was fantastic. Ross Ross and Vucevic, you know, two players who were consistently good throughout the entire postseason against the Bucs. The Magic will need that from Terrence Ross again, and they have no reason to think that they will not get it. Adding a few more shooters is only going to help them. But Ross is still going to play a huge role off the bench. If the Magic can create better spacing, they can expand his game a little bit more and get more effectiveness from him. I cannot stress this enough. So much of what the Magic does, so much of the Magic's problem is simply that no one respects their shooters. We saw it in the playoffs over and over again. Gary Clark, James Ennis. Teams don't respect those shooters. Markel Fultz is not a, not respected as a shooter yet. Really, only Evan Fournier, Terrence Ross, and DJ Augustine are respected shooters. Teams are still largely letting Nikola Vucevic shoot open threes. So, you know, and you know, as much as I don't want to see Vucevic shooting five threes a game, if he's going to shoot five threes a game, he's got to make two or three of them every night, um, just to keep defenses honest. And again, even then, I think teams will be happy to let Vucevic shoot. So. We'll get into Vucevic a little bit later on in this series, but Vucevic is going to have to... But three-point shooting is at the very heart of everything the Magic have to improve upon this coming season, or, or as they continue to grow. Maybe not in 2021, because 2021 is going to be a weird year. But as they continue, continue to grow, three-point shooting is going to be at the heart of everything that they do. That's, that's just reality. That's just plain reality. And so Ross plays a huge role. The Magic played their best offense when Ross is on the floor because of the gravity he creates and the spacing he provides because of his ability to shoot quick shots and to beat defenses when they're not quite set yet. Ross did not have the same year that he had in 2019. But he was still very, very good and very, very valuable. And like everyone else, when he was healthy he allowed the Magic's offense to soar. And again, it's about finding consistency and finding balance with everyone else in the, in the rotation that will help the Magic take that important next step. Terrence Ross is certainly a part of that.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league,
2: I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Search or tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD, and of course for the latest episode uh, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, check out orlandomagicdaily.com. As I said yesterday, I'm still experimenting a little bit with a different recording schedule. Now that we're in the off season, I'm recording in the late mornings, early afternoons. I'm hoping to have podcasts to you. Every day around noon, um, if you are a morning listener, you will still get kind of the previous day's podcast unless there's breaking news that requires me to, to film uh, to, or to record um, later in the evening. Um, so uh, uh, tell me what you think about this. If you prefer the mornings, I'll, I'll switch back to uh, my previous schedule, but I figure we're, we're kind of past the point of breaking news. If there's breaking news, I'll, I'll jump on here and record quickly. But uh, I, I, am trying, I am changing up my recording schedule just a bit, so... Um, if you're expecting to hear, you know, September 16th and you're hearing the September 15th edition, you are still listening to the latest edition of Lockdown Magic, especially if you've made it this far. You probably figured that out now. Um, so I want to thank everyone for their patience with me um, as, I ch- as I try something new, change things up just a little bit. We'll continue our player evaluation series throughout the week. I'll discuss the Orlando Magic's depth chart and where I see some immediate needs on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rostenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.
1: Hey, Prime members.